Welcome to the Ether. Today is Monday, February 6, 2023. Today on the Ether, the console AMA. Let's take a listen. Hey everybody, what's up? <laughs> I got a slow warm warm up into the podcast today. It is Monday, five o'clock Eastern Standard Time, and it is the console AMA. So happy to be here with everyone. I love how um, you know. You become a co-host of a Twitter space, and all of a sudden we have radio voices. Uh, welcome to console WWAMA at 5 p.m., that is. Um, that probably just speaks to my age. I don't even know what a radio voice is. What the heck is a radio voice? Um, but I feel like I sound that way right now. So, <laughs> um, yeah, well, we're just here to hang out, answer some questions, um, meet people. We've been, you know, amassing quite a great crew. Uh, I see some people. We got uh, Evan back, who had some great questions last week. Titus, of course, um, has been great to have with us week over week, crew. Um, Joe, Linda, Darius. All right, such a great group today. Uh, Nikki's back. Great. Um, oh, we have Satis set up in the house as well. Um, and of course, um, my wonderful co-host who uh, really helped put this on, uh, Julia and Dave. Um, really grateful for them, and they're here as well. Uh, all right, this is great. We can get right into it. Um, before I, um, before I. Um, hand it over and start opening up things up. I'll, I'll start as we always do with just a few updates, kind of things on my mind, and then we'll open up the discussion. Um, in the meantime, if you do have um, some questions or comments or things on your mind um, related to console or related to the future of social media or any related project that you're working on that you think could be interesting, whether it is uh, ENS or um, you know some kind of governance or protocols or different things that we should know about. Um, we're here to learn. We're here to ask questions. And um, I would like to invite you to come on stage. So um, I don't want to cold call anyone who might be, I don't know where you are. Maybe you're on a bike. Maybe you're in a bath. Maybe you're on a train. Maybe you're on a plane. You know, I don't want to say, hey, you have to get on um, the mainframe of the Google Hangout, Twitter Hangout, <laughs> whatever we are. <laughs> where are we? Uh, but uh, so I'm not going to call you out by name, but you know I'm looking at you if, if this resonates. would love to have you come on stage. Um, so I'm going to give a few updates. And while I do, let's get some people up on stage. Um, uh, the first thing I just want to just give like love to and just condolences is um, all of the horrible the earthquake that happened this morning in Turkey. Um, we have two team members um, with family. One lives in Turkey, and I'm not going to call them out by names, but one has family there. And um, it really is a catastrophe. And so, yeah, just thinking of anyone out there, anyone that has family out there, um, there are some links to Red Cross and as well as a Bitcoin uh, Lightning Foundation at Geyser, G-E-Y-S-E-R.fund for anyone that wants to donate um or feel free to follow up with me afterwards and uh happy to link you or share you to places you can donate but yeah i couldn't couldn't start today without just uh just thinking of that especially considering we have two team members and so it really kind of hits the console team um hard today um moving on um as far as our work on console this week um we're we have one big uh, exciting thing um that is, as of February 1st, our desktop app is ready for Mac. And we've been internally testing it now for six days. Things are going well. And that will be 
the door for a lot of um, people to slowly kind of come in. Um, I believe I had said roughly end of February, March 1st, we were going to launch Console HQ, which will be kind of our demo group where we could take everyone here uh, and send you some special access to give you a feel for Console, to help co-create what you like, what you don't like, what you'd like to see more of. So that is all in the works. And that next step of the desktop app being ready is a really strong one. So look out for that over the next few weeks. Um, at Twitter Spaces, um, we will slowly unveil when that link will be ready, but it will be <laughs> it will be it will be imminent very soon. Um, so that's really exciting. And yes, PC is coming as well. It's just coming after Mac because we played favorites. Because <laughs> I have a Mac. I don't know. <laughs> that's just the way it is. Um, and then, um, you know, yes, no, I'm kidding, right? Uh, <laughs> I had nothing to do with it. I have no power here. <laughs> the dev team made that decision. I was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> whatever you guys want to do. Um, so, so that's going well. Um, we're also still making this integration to Matrix for decentralized chat. Uh, Matrix protocol is, um, or Matrix network, uh, is a decentralized chat protocol that we are moving to. Um, over the past year, they grew from 40 to 70 million active users and um we think it's a strong uh way to align what we're building console built on web3 principles to use matrix as our chat protocol so we're really excited about that um and i think the final thing is that we are um we are actively hiring a product designer and a tech lead um we have those job posts up on our site console.xyz. Uh, the one caveat I will say, just to focus this in, we're really looking for somebody quite senior with like 10 years experience and likely with the skills of going zero to one, which the startup speak for really starting something from nothing to something, you know, kind of having the scrappiness of being able to really demonstrate, you know, either working at a startup or working at a big company like a Spotify, a, you know, a product millions of people's of you. So we've quite a high bar for this. Um, but with that said, I, you know, I love everybody who's showing up here week over week and obviously care so much about what we're building. And so this could be a great opportunity for you or someone you know um, to fill the product design role. So if you want to hear more about that um, or, or our tech lead, which is kind of like a VP of engineering, but they're, they're both senior roles and they're on our website, console.xyz, scroll to the bottom, you could read more. Uh, feel free to ask any questions. So, all right, those are all the updates for the week. Um, like I said, very excited to start getting out links for desktop apps in the coming weeks. So stay tuned for that. Um, and with that said, let's um, let's get some questions. Let's get some people on stage. Who has who has some thoughts? You can raise your hand or, um, yeah, or let me know what's what's going on. I see Titus. I see Dave. I see Evan. Dave, how how are you doing, man? What's anything on your mind? I'm doing great. I'm excited to hear from people. I think Evan hopped on stage a little while ago. Evan, uh, did you have a question or something to share this week? Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you, Evan. Yeah, thanks for having me. No, yeah, I was just gonna um ask about signing with Ethereum and if you guys are kind of, you know, pushing that. I think that's a great kind of feature that you guys could show off with console and the fact that you guys are leveraging leveraging the blockchain. I think that's really important. People hate passwords. You know, I don't even know what my Discord password is. You know, I always have to change it when I wanna like sign in. It's kind of like a, you know, for when I try to onboard people to Discord or other social media platforms, it's something that's, an, you know, it's an annoyance for them. They don't want to add another password. I know my own father, he literally won't create new accounts sometimes. So I wondered if you guys are, have any thoughts on that or just like where you're going with the whole console DAO and all that stuff. Yeah. Amazing. Yes. So uh, exciting news. Yes, we have already implemented sign up with Ethereum. <laughs> so 100%. Um, for anyone who doesn't know what sign on with Ethereum is, um, you may be familiar with the way that right now you log on with Facebook Connect or Google Connect or Apple Connect. And it allows you kind of this one click sign in for all the different, you know, uh, apps you could use. Um, sign in with Ethereum or sometimes S-I-W-E, you'll see it spelt, um, is basically that for Web3. Um, it's a standardization across existing apps, existing services, so that you can have one sign-on um, and then own your data um, across, across all the different apps. So yeah, that's what Evan's referring to. Um, it, I want to say 
I want to say it came out uh, with what I believe was, I think it was EIP 4361. Uh, and I want to say it was like the past year, or at least that's kind of when it got on my radar. Um, and so I think the more sites that implement it, um, the better we are aligning for the future of Web3 by showing a standardization um, that we can all get, you know, because if we all have, there's a, there's a X, XKCD cartoon <laughs> basically about standardization. And if 10 people choose 10 standardizations, there's no standardization. So, um, yeah, we really believe that this is the, the best standardization. We're happy to support it. It's live on our site right now. And um, yeah, and I, I actually wrote a, a little bit of a blog post about it on our blog at blog.console.xyz, which you can check out about, about the uh, integration to ENS, um, which includes sign on to Ethereum, uh, sign on with Ethereum. So yeah, great question. Uh, thanks so much, Evan. Is, if you have anything else to add to that, do you have any, is that, does that kind of answer your question or any other thoughts? Yeah, thanks for answering that. I didn't, I wasn't like aware of that. Um, I'll definitely make sure to tweet that out. I think I want to write up a thread about you guys because it's just like, awesome to see all these new applications being built on a decentralized base and i just think that's awesome um no i i, I mean you hit it basically i i do suggest i mean obviously it's just a suggestion but i think talking about that in the future you know whether even if it's just having like people like me or other people in the ens community you know helping you guys out with the marketing i think it's great to just be pushing that and leveraging the ens community because we're always here to be supporting people like you guys so yeah great work and thanks for having me on um thank you so much yeah and um i know sadaf is here um always welcome to come on stage um but just mentioning um yeah sadaf's been super helpful i think as well as helping to align what we're building with the ns community and um yeah i think that's what it's all about is like teaching each other and like working across apps to bring the stuff into existence so um definitely if anyone else out there wants to help um you know consoles multi-chain um but you know, so is ENS, and so um, you know, we we think that's like a, what you guys are doing is great, and we want to be part of that. So, so thanks. Um, awesome. Um, who else wants to come up and chat? Um, I see Titus is on stage. What's up? Welcome back, Titus. Good to be here. Thanks. Hey, everybody. Um, congratulations on the desktop. Uh, I guess it's a beta, closed beta, or something like that, right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, clo it's closed beta right now. Amazing. I can't wait to test that. I got a Mac. Thank for you. That is it going to be um, Intel or is it going to be just uh, M1, M2? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> um, I have an M1 and it's working online, so I don't. That's a good question. Um, I guess that means I can test it at least. But uh, yeah. I was curious because you know it's one of those things. Like there's a million people out there who don't have money for a new Mac, so to speak. You know, it's one of those oh, things. It might be easy. Depends on whether or not you guys are using React Native or React Mobile or whatever you're doing. So. Well, we, we created it with React Native, um, so my guess is it's just you can export it in different in different formats. So I, I think I think both of those will be available once we make it public. But for right now, it's um, yeah the M M one M two, so the newer the newer Max for anybody. But yeah, nice. thanks for asking. Yeah, sure. Um, part of the reason I actually brought up the uh, the app type stuff is because of push notifications, which is unfortunately. One of those things where if you go the Apple route, it's basically impossible to provide a significant amount of privacy for the metadata because it's all going through APNS, Apple's push notification server, and that's a whole other can of worms as well. But also a, a fun discussion when it comes to privacy and security, you know, about metadata being leaked. And I know that you have communities that are highly concerned about security and like having push notifications being optional supports that as an, you know, a way. Yeah. Um that's, has that been a discussion within your within console? And if it hasn't, what I'm really talking about is uh, so push notifications require you to register the device so that the device can have deliveries uh, in the APNS category of things. So push notifications are this giant pain because like Apple basically controls them unless you run your own push notification server locally and then register it as a cluster or whatever, which is just another a workaround for like the Apple metadata privacy type stuff, but still you have to, there, there needs to be a connection between devices. So that's, I, I can go into detail, but it would take up the whole AMA. <laughs> um, no, that's fascinating. You know, I, I didn't know that. Um, I, I'm not the lead dev on the project. Um, so you're teaching me a bit. Um, yeah, I'm familiar, I'm familiar with um, Apple push notifications, but I guess what I'm learning right now from you is, and I didn't think about it this way, but when you, 
when an app gives a push notification on your iPhone, for example, what you're saying is that gets routed through Apple in a way that they can read the metadata. So if you were to send somebody a message and it's like, you know, Titus says this, and that's the push notification, are you saying that because of the way that it's built with the App Store, with the apps, and what you're calling APN, um, Apple push notifications, um, that they can read it? Is that is that what you're saying? I didn't know that, if that's the case. Well, what I'm saying is that um, there's it, it's basically a post request, but yeah, yeah. I mean, you could encrypt anything. Um, however, if you wanted metadata to get there, then that metadata needs to be to some degree in the clear. So, um, what I'm saying is the metadata would probably be as simple as the device ID, something like that, because you have there has to be a registration of something for Apple to go. I need to deliver this somewhere. So that's the part that, like, the fact that someone is using that platform. Is, is really what you're advertising, and then maybe specifically where it's being routed from and to. So it's one of those questions. Um, I can get into detail offline with that. Yeah, thank you. No, um, things are pretty on my radar. I am not as familiar with that, so that's really helpful. Um, one follow-up question, kind of maybe coming back to Web3 and Ethereum a bit. Do you, do you know much about push.org? I believe it called, used to be called Ethereum Push Notification Service. Um, do you know? Do you know anything about that? I actually spoke on a panel once with Harsh, the founder, um, but I don't know much about use cases of that. I'm just kind of curious if that's on your radar or anyone else's. Um, I don't know if Kuro wants to add to that. If maybe you, you know a bit about it, I'm seeing the hand raise. But if any if anyone wants to add to that, I would love. Oh, to. Uh, oh, my hand raise was um, was raised for another. I'll just. Oh, okay. We can come back in one second then to to that. Yeah, Titus, nice. you know anything about that? Uh, I don't know other than I had heard of EPNS in the past, and I actually have the EPNS app installed. But yeah. the only thing I ever used it for was notifications on wallet type of transactions, so like incoming, outgoing. Um, mm-hmm. So I assume that that's what it was intended for. And yeah. I mean, like if, if you read the website, it's like cross-chain notifications and messaging, but that's every layer. Like you just literally described every layer ever. So um, yeah, so I, I don't know the specifics other than its purpose is to be notifications for um, wallet type of like, you know, inbound outbound stuff. And that's, I mean, there's a million services that offer that. So I don't know if that's going to provide that kind of value unless you build the messaging into Ethereum. And, you know, that's an expensive way to do transactions. I see. I see. I see. I see. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. Well, yeah, something I need to, to learn a bit more about. So thank you. That's awesome. Um, thanks, Titus. Uh, Kuro, you, you had a question or, or something about the share? Yeah, I did. Um, I, I was going to ask about, I asked last week, it was about like granular control of um, trait-based communities and stuff like that. Um, I was just wondering, and also delegation, if you had given any of those two things any thought, just because like I see so much potential in this being scaled up for things like the artifact community, just where like, I, I just don't like Discord in general because you can have a lot of like people DMing you like I got so many DMs recently because I had to open up my um my DMs to accept an image from somebody that I'm on the same server with that I'm not friends with and then it just got spammed and now it like every time I open it it crashes like the, the, I'm trying to avoid those things right with the token gating I'm just like curious for myself and for others because like I know a lot of other founders that are not like you know, typically happy with Discord. There's a lot of like staffing requirements when you have a large amount of people. Then you have like, you know, it would be nice to just like have areas where people can't post links and stuff like that. Like you could do all that stuff with Discord. It's just there's a whole Discord ecosystem that you have to fight with too in terms of other users. Yeah, you have to fight with other users. Um describe it a little bit more like what is it a specific is it just the if, whole if, like if i open up my dms on discord it's pvp i can't do anything with my discord it's just like i'm getting these guys that are sending me oh do you want us to advertise your project da, 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 this and that like just like the wildest stuff yeah i just don't want to deal with it right that's why i've i've been like very proactive in looking for an alternative to discord that i can talk with my community and stuff on so yeah yeah that, i mean that's really what we're aiming to create by, by you know using these protocols whether it's using an nft to token gate your community or using um 
you know, even like a name registration like ENS or BNS as like a way to add validity. And, you know, even if you have to pay $5 a year, spammers can't, you know, it doesn't, you you know, that doesn't really add up for them to spam as much. Um, and that's always been our thesis. Um, and then, you know, just to have a healthy kind of looking at the problem that we're trying to solve from both angles. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, so we're definitely on the same board of the thesis and that's our goal. And I think as we test that out, it will just be a question of like, yeah, like what does it look like to create your network of people that you're chatting with right now? Because I mean, on Discord, like the easy answer, right? It could just be shut off. You could probably just have no one's able to DM you who isn't already your friend, right? So why don't you have that on? You know what I mean? Like what? No, I, I do have that on, right? But sometimes I don't want to add somebody as a friend because I don't really know them that well. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, But I do need to take a DM from them for some reason. Mm. And that's what stuff occurs, right? Like, I just it's very difficult to glean whether or not somebody owns the same asset as you and they're actually being legitimate. Even like just anything like people asking for a trade or something like, yeah. I just don't like being responsible for that stuff in my discords. And I just feel like it's too, it's too much. Like, I don't think that's something that, that founders should be providing just because it's a liability to the overall business. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, and I think, I think that, yeah, that's exactly what is already available on console. Cause like, we'll, we'll just read the smart contracts. And so any community that you're a part of to be a part of that community, the community leader will just, you just link to the smart contract. Um, and then that's a way to, um, to, um, to just ver to verify. Um, and I think there's a lot of really interesting use cases um, to, I know that um, somebody, I, I can't name the project yet because they're building on console and uh, it's like a little quiet, but just imagine like you could build a smart contract that, you know, said you had to have a certain threshold of whether it's a token or NFTs, which, which is a token, right? But, you know, fungible token, non-fungible token, money, whatever, um, or have to have it for a certain year. Like you could start to really filter your community so that you really can weed out people. I mean, imagine being in a chat group with, you know, ENS people who have like, I don't know, like 500,000 and have voted like 10 times, you know, it's going to be like a different quality conversation. Um, and or allowing that person to DM you is going to be a lot, it's a lot higher of a bar to cross. It doesn't have to be that high, but, but you could just imagine like, I think one of the, the big shifts between where the internet, like where we're going and like where console wants to be is like, allowing you the user to have the power to set the filter you set the algorithm like you like all the information's out there on the blockchain right or it's or it's like available um right now the algorithms and that filtering often gets set by discord or gets off by twitter and you get to see this you get to see an ad you get to see this um i guess just to share like we're trying to like give that to you so that you can you can set that threshold and the communities you join can set that threshold. But with that said, you know, it is an experiment that we're, that's our thesis. And um, if you have anything else to add to that, that you, if you have any ideas for us or specific uh, use cases that you want to test out, um, this would be a great place either now or whenever in the future. We would love to test that with you um, to make sure that that's exactly what happens. That's our, that's our goal. <laughs> On the same page. Thank you. Um, we got Emily. Is she uh, a speaker? Oh, hey, Emily, what's going on? Hey there, how's it going? Oh my God, the famous Emily. Thanks for thanks for coming. I've heard you on uh, Foolproof before. You're oh god, a um, great. You're a great host. So very happy I, to have you. I apologize. That was like our first time running that show, and I accidentally double booked myself for like a I don't know dry run. I'm on a panel at South by Southwest and like they're really strict about that shit I have come to find. Oh. Um, anyways, <laughs> they were like, I was like being vetted when I was supposed to be like co-hosting that space. I suck at calendars. I thought it was um, great. So yeah, keep oh, it up. Oh good. We, we definitely spent a lot of time preparing for it, which I think is unusual for spaces, but um, mm. coming up Wednesday, let's fucking go. What I really appreciate about console <laughs> is that 
you guys are one of the very first platforms that I've seen that has a similar ethos to us. And that's that if we want to live in a decentralized economy, if we want to have decentralized tools, you have to build with that in mind. And the architecture of blockchain is basically the inverse of everything we've had up until this point. And that means you answer the same problems with different solutions. And you guys seem to get that, but a lot of what we're seeing out here does not get that. And it makes me sad and at the same time happy to know that like, I'm not alone and I'm not nuts. Um, because, you know, I think you guys probably see, hey there, I'm walking my dogs right now, don't mind me. I think you guys probably see the same thing that I do and me and my partner do. And that is that um, you can attempt to solve Web3 with Web2 solutions but they're never going to be solved. They're going to be like weird band-aids that create these unexpected cascades down the line when someone comes with like a new variation of Web3. But if you're like, or, you know, of a smart contract, of a phishing attack, of, you know, some way to present the information, right? Like what happens when we get Web3 native browsers? All these like plugins that we have aren't going to fucking work because a Web3 browser would never have a plugin. Like, I just think all of this stuff is really fascinating. And your guys' approach is very much in line with ours. And it's interesting because you're building something completely different. Yeah. I, yeah, plus one. Um, I think also, you know, you'll hear me say we're building on Web3 principles. I think building, like thinking a principled approach. I, 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 the reason I say that is because I, I think understanding the core of like why we're doing things. Like we're not just saying like we're building on ENS. Like that isn't like a mission. Like I think that is like a partner and like like a tool that we can use to get to our the principle um but i think that that's a really important distinction because i think that the tools are gonna change like you said like whether it's the browser you know it's <laughs> totally right like the, the 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 idea of a web wallet could go away in five years it could be something you know superior and um and i think people you know people are working on things like that and so i think like if you stay to the principles i think that's really um, will give us the flexibility. Um, do you want to, I would love to have you share a little bit about um, Foolproof if you want to take a second and share. And we're here also to learn and share ideas and it'd be great to hear from you. Oh, sure. Um, so Foolproof Labs is a complete suite of tools for self-custody security. Um, we are very firm believers and the fact that like we're not going to be able to secure you in a self-custody world. We can give you tools to secure yourself. Um, with self-custody comes accountability. And people trying to like, you know, participate in here and build here and win here without really understanding exactly what their responsibility is, their role is in the ecosystem. It's causing, you know, one, an enormous amount of financial loss which is a disservice to the entire community because people look at it from the outside and like, oh, everyone just loses their asses there. There's no way I could ever participate in an ecosystem like that. And that problem, sorry, I'm walking the steep hill. That problem <laughs> is largely because um, people don't understand the architecture of the blockchain and that if you're building something completely out of sync with that architecture, it's not going to work. So the first tool that we have that's out of beta that's in general acceptance is called a shadow token. It's for a uh, NFT project, or even a, even a coin, anyone really participating in token gating to create a mechanism to separate um, the, the asset from the utility. So it gives you a harmless token that represents yourself that you can send to another wallet. Um, and it's similar, it's, it's solving the same problem that a delegate wallet does, but it's a completely different solution. Um, so that's what's out now. Right now we're working on something called a wallet snap and you go and register your highest value assets um, in this wallet snap, and then we would alert you if movement occurred on one of them, and then you can come to our website and like basically eject them into a backup wallet, and that's a precursor to our 2FA solution, which is a wallet 2FA, where instead of just your seed phrase, we also give you a custom RPC, and the RPC is like the highway that your transaction from your wallet app travels on before it hits the mempool and gets written to a block on the blockchain. So. We've customized that functionality and made it so that transactions can't leave your wallet until you acknowledge in human readable terms what's about to happen. So it's a huge improvement on the user experience and really makes it the consensual utopia that we want it to be. So that's just kind of a quick summary of what we're up to. And I'm really winded now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's amazing. So yeah, it sounds like you guys have like four products, around four products that you're working on. Shadow Token is the first one. 
Um, it sounds like the big benefit of Shadow Token, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but it would be the ability to, if you have really valuable assets, to be able to keep those not in your hot wallet, you know, basically so that you can kind of have the Shadow Token, you can use it for utility, you can use it for access, and not have to worry that you're... Yeah, exactly. I would say I would say that it enables you to participate in a way that does not compromise your wallet. Okay. Yeah. Be like by like clicking on something like a scan. Yeah. So like if you have a shadow token in your burner wallet and you click on a wallet drainer, it doesn't matter because nothing's at risk. Yeah. Like, oh no, I lost six dollars for gas. I feel stupid. Like you literally can't even sell a shadow token. But like that's you know, if you're running around trying to like claim some high value drop with like your vault wallet that has literally hundreds of thousands of dollars and monkey JPEGs in it, like row, row, they're definitely going to take those. Is the shadow token non-transferable? What stops me from sharing the shadow token with somebody else and then having so a double spend? You as, you as the owner of the NFT can do whatever you want. I think it's pretty arguable in a world of decentralization that you have that right. Um, the way the shadow token becomes effective is by changing the token gate contract address so right now most token gates look to the original contract address that they're actually checking for if you're using a shadow token you change the token gate to be the shadow token so it's still proof of ownership but it gives the owner the ability to separate it from their high-valued assets put it in a burner and operate as normal i love it um amazing yeah definitely like i think anyone what i'm hearing is like i think just thinking about security and um, last week we chatted a little bit about, unfortunately, Kevin Rose losing a lot of his assets. This was, feels like months ago now, but I think it was just last week. And um, you were just talking about- I'll leave about- it to NFTs to like pack the week with drama. That. <laughs> um, Julia sometimes calls it um, People Magazine <laughs> of like just the drama that goes on in NFT world. <laughs> is pretty pretty funny um yeah there's ne- there's never a hot take of a celebrity nft owner having some drama during the week um you know ironically the name tmz stands for 10 mile zone which was like where the bulk of hollywood activity happened um basically like in where the fuck all those studios are and like that's funny because we have that same culture with influencers and like nobody really cares if something dramatic happens if it's not a significant influencer and like project founder or not you're definitely an influencer so i think the name nft is actually pretty well fitting side note anyways sorry <laughs> nice um well thanks so much i'm like yeah it's so great to have you here um feel free to come anytime and um share some updates or um ideas for console you know um we're still building um in kind of our closed little beta we have a few hundred people on the app right now but um as we accelerate we're always looking for new inspiration and new so idea. I'm late. I don't know if you covered this or whatever. Yeah, go for but it. But like because you're basically like a decentralized blockchain based social media platform ish. Yeah, sure, right? sure. Um, yeah. Does that mean that I'll be able to basically run console from any web location that I want? Like I can run a community channel off my website that's web three enabled. Um, the site the site lives at console.xyz, and so you can have a forward slash your community, um, console.xyz forward slash your community. Um, the decentralized aspect of it right now is in the way that the chat messages are sent and received and stored, um, such that we um, using we're using Matrix. We're upgrading to Matrix, which is, allows you to basically decentralize the chats so that we, we, you, know, you can own the chats, you could even host your own server and, and do them. Um, and by the identity layer is just reading off the blockchain, reading your wallet, you know, the cryptography of your wallet, these reading. Yeah, decentralized so, user management. Exactly. Yeah. But the, the skin of the app itself, like the, the face, you know, the face of the UI, um, that's just essentially hosted, um, at least for now, you know, okay, but like, hypothetically, there's nothing to stop me from hooking into matrix and, building my own ui on my site oh i mean that's that's the beauty of it for sure um because we're using that standardization yeah you, you should be able to interact with the protocol and um we are going to open source the code as well so technically you'd be able to just kind of copy and 
run it yourself as well in the future. Oh, I love right that. Now, it's really fucking cool. I feel like most people don't understand how cool that is. It's really cool. Yeah, thanks. I think I think that will be a big win for sure. Exactly. So that's coming as well. Yeah, these are great questions. Thank, thanks so much, Emily. I really appreciate it. It's great having you. And uh, yeah, everybody can can give a foolproof app a, a follow as well. Give Emily a follow. It's great to have her here. I'm pretty sure um, we've got Dennis hanging out on the account down there. Oh, nice. Welcome, welcome. It's great to have you both. Um, awesome. Well, I see some other really great people in the audience. I don't know if, if anybody else wants to jump on stage. I don't know, again, <laughs> I don't want to call anybody out by name, but you're all, you're all are welcome to raise your hand and, and come on stage, ask questions, share a, a thought, um, help co-create the future of console and, and decentralized chat. Um, in the meantime, I think Titus is, is dancing. So, um, what's up, buddy? How's the corner of the corner? Hey, still here. Uh, I love it. Um, so for those, like, I, I do believe, um, so just going back to Evan's question or comment, at least about passwords and Discord and stuff like that, um, use a password manager for everything that isn't sign in with, and then sign in with would be ideally a de decentralized thing. Like, I know people talk about wallets as wallets, but I think mm -hmm. public key and private key pairs are really just meant to be an identity thing. Um, SSH keys were the first use I, I had for, you know, like public private key pairs. And so I'd love to see, I don't know, more of that, like the idea that everything is an identity. Um, but yeah, like what I'm hearing from kind of a category of everyone talking about console and about what projects they're working on is that what we actually want is like protocol stuff, not another platform. And that's what everyone's building right now is a platform instead of a protocol. Um, console being an exception to that, console being something that's effectively decentralized, that you can host yourself, that you can run yourself, that you can integrate with other things that run by, you know, protocols instead. And I, like, I would actually argue that shadow tokens, for example, are also more of a, like a custom solution instead of a protocol. And I think maybe like if we were to solve, like as a decentralized community, I think we would want to solve this more like a, an EIP, like a, let's improve Ethereum such that there is a, a standard for oh, wallet gating. Just, just so you know, the shadow mm -hmm. token is just a variation of the ERC. It's a variation of ERC 721, 1155, ERC 20. It's not its own separate thing. It's just like adding additional additional functionality. So this would require implementation by the provider, right? So someone else would have to say, talk to this contract instead? Uh, at the token gate level, yeah. So yeah. on your token gate, you say, look at this contract, not the other contract. But we've got like... um. We just launched a shared database thingy that anyone can like check to see if there's a shadow token for their DeFi protocol. That's awesome. I think decentralized storage for you know what we own, where would be like a really beautiful thing, especially if we can do it in like a highly secure way where you know like the the attestations are you know happening from the wallet that someone's saying this is my identity, these are my other identities. Um, yeah, secondary exactly. Things. Awesome. Well, it's the thing about the blockchain, right? Is that like ultimately you as an individual are in charge of your own stuff. It's not some centralized authority, not some single point of failure, not like, oh, I connected with Google, but actually Google still owns all of my, you know, uh, information. It's me. It's mine. I have the seed phrase. It belongs to me. So like, that's what I think is really cool about decentralized user management and the tools that are being built to support it. It's exciting stuff. Um, what I'm really excited about it, like I was looking at foolproof site and seeing like private RPCs. Like I would love to see us all running our own node, a light node, uh, you know, a node that basically you, you know, on your mobile phone or whatever, uh, you do some sort of lightweight sync, and that you know you can choose how you want to inter interact with uh, which layer you want to interact with. You know, set your permissions. Yeah. So that's actually exactly how we're designing it, like fully customizable RPCs. We have like kind of a default security version of it, but for anyone that comes in, participates in our RPC kind of staking service alternative to Infura and Alchemy, um, you would get that full suite of fun toys. Yeah, I like the idea of not trusting Infura to deliver information that I'm making price decisions on. Like that just seems like a great way to get... Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say we may have lost some of the audience here because we're like talking real, real blockchain nerd right now. But um, <laughs> RPC isn't too bad. I think everyone knows those. <laughs> they definitely do not. Um, but <laughs> what I think is really funny about services like Infura and Alchemy is how they're, you know, they're basically standing at the stream and bottling water, and then like they burned the map, <laughs> and like that's that's about it, right? And like 
anyone that's participating in like a, you know, decentralized economy and like building on blockchain looks at that and it pisses them off every single month that they're paying them $1,200 to use something that like should hypothetically be free. It's tricky to get people to run their own node. I mean, if, if it was easy, everyone would already be doing it. And I guess like the privacy and security that go with that is are you know important things. But we traded that away in 2018 when we started going, hey, let's use a centralized wallet, MetaMask, and let's use their centralized provider for the data that we get from it. So I think what people actually want isn't what they say they want. They want it to be easy, fast, convenient, and they want to make their money on JPEGs. Um, oh, I like the console. Long. Stay tuned. <laughs> But yeah, I know, I know, like, as as we give people what they actually need, what they don't realize, then there's, you know, security and privacy that come with that. It's exciting. I don't want to take over this space by talking about this, though. Okay, just one quick summary note, and then we can move on because it's not our space. We just took over it. Um, There's something that I think is like really interesting about the way that blockchain has developed um, up until kind of the big NFT boom. And then like, before then, is that um, and like may- maybe this is expected, maybe this is predictable, but like you know, NFTs are a lot more interesting than crypto itself, right? NFTs are an actual component of the blockchain that allows us to build a really cool application layer. It's content and data management. You can do things like um, dynamic access control, right? Like you can do a lot of really interesting stuff. You can build whole fucking chat social media protocols on it. Um, and like the. The part that's funny is that like you can tell that most of the people that came in here and they're like, huh, how do I use this technology? We're taking everything they know about Web 2 and kind of traditional web development and then trying to apply it to Web 3 in this completely different architecture. And it shows, right? We end up with like a lot of stupid stuff. Like OpenSea is ridiculous. Like the fact that that's what we use to trade our NFTs on is absurd and nobody understands that. And the fact that like because we're using OpenSea, your victim and like off-chain marketplaces, you're victim to like um um like absolutely ridiculous loss, right? Like people are like, oh, blockchain dangerous. And it's like, no, web two makes blockchain dangerous. I don't know how else to explain that to you. But like um I just like I find it really fascinating. And I think it's kind of a predictable but overcomable step in kind of the evolution of what we're gonna do with blockchain because that's what we know and that's what our skills are in and that's how we think about this unless you're like an actual blockchain developer, which is not common. So um, yeah, I, like I think maybe that's what we're gonna see the start of in 2023 and like into the next really era of blockchain application development. I'll try to pivot this back to console, although I'm very, very happy to have this conversation. Um, thank you for sharing that and I agree. Uh, Kuril brought yeah. up something interesting and it's just, a, it's a console specific solution potentially. Um, I think Kuro just wants to talk to people who have the same NFT as him. And if they're not, if they don't have the same NFT, then maybe it should go to spam. Like, uh, I think console is a perfect opportunity to go, hey, you know, like, I want this kind of communication, just give that to me. And that sounds like a really good opportunity as something just to, you know, from a simple UI perspective. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm 100% there. It's not even simple UI. That's just like simple utility. Like, that's, I, I bought this thing because people identify X with it and I want to participate in that. Yeah, I'll, I'll sum up a little of this with a question that I'll hand over to any of the speakers that want to jump in on this. Um, you know, one of the things that, from my perspective, is a little bit tricky with console is like, I could give you guys a link right now. We could all jump on console, right? I mean, it's we're, we've been using it for like, you know, months now. Um, one of the issues, though, is there's like this expectation of, I think, wow, like you need to feel wowed, right? Um, but you at the same time, you can't launch too late because then you miss the train right um so you know there's this like real nice balance between like i think getting something out there that like you guys can have like you said like curl just wants to talk with people who you know matches you know solves his problem like at the ui level right and i i think that that is like really true and like make it hitting a solution that really feels good in that dimension is really good um and then titus and emily you guys are talking about this much lower level issues of building things that can be decentralized rpcs and and all of this kind of stuff and um i think that's also true right but it's two different use cases right um the analogy that i've used in my head and again i'll, I'll end this with a question to throw it back to you guys but the analogy i've used in my head is I, I used to have a dog and like when you wanted to take the heartworm pill you like put it in peanut butter and then they eat the peanut butter and then they don't think about the pill you know 
You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so if, if you don't know what I mean, that's that's what you do. You put it in peanut butter. Everybody loves peanut butter. They don't question it. Um, and in some ways, I feel like what we're building is um, most people don't want to run their own servers and don't really want to learn about this stuff, like the 99% of the world. And yet, I think we in this room are showing up because we are really passionate about these things. We can see the benefits for humanity, for communication, for the huge internet. And in that way, we're like the, what's the word? Like influencer is like a lame word, but we're like the, we're like leading the, you know, the innovation, like we're the, you know, I think we're at the innovation edge of all this, like trying to create this together. And so what I'm trying to say is I think there's a balance between, but I think that there's an opportunity. I don't. I think if it's not usable enough, and it doesn't wow people, I think people are gonna people are gonna vote for the thing that's the most. I think that's why Solana blew up because it's it just looks fast, and you know it's fast. Like I get it. You know, um, I think that's why a lot of innovations in the past um, also can get a lot of attention. I mean, I think that's why everybody's on Discord right now. I mean, it doesn't. Nobody asked whether it was secure or good for Web3. It was just the only fast solution. And so um, I guess I wonder, I don't know, yeah, maybe any advice or thoughts on the balance between what's enough UI to get and solve Kuro's problem, but also what's the limited amount or progressively way of hitting the decentralization values um, or, or where are things to compromise? Because if we don't do, if we don't, execute quick we all lose you know so if that makes sense i'd be curious titus or emily or kuro anybody can jump in on that Ed, and just curious what you guys think i'll just give two cents on that if you don't open source your stuff then you're basically going hey we're just another discord except that we do some decentralization and i know that's not true but people won't see it that way so open source mm -hmm. absolutely cr critical also the idea or the ability uh, that a thing will the last longer than your company will last is an important thing for people to understand that there's a longevity to a thing, not just a, you know, like a, a decentralization of the code kind of thing. So yeah. if people yeah. can run it themselves, like, you know, I guess Emily even talked about this. Um, if that can be done, then that means that the product will last long enough for their data to matter five years from now. I love that. And that, and that is, that is what we're building on. So that sounds great. Emily, what do you think? Yeah, I think um, open source code is an interesting one, right? Like, I think it's a good fit for a lot of things and an unknown risk for many other things. I think in this case, it makes sense, right? Where someone can look at it, they can build on top of it, they can make the variation that suits them, but there's still a lot of benefits for them to use console directly, right? Um, but if it's not something that totally fits the bill, then they can modify it. And that is, I think there's a lot of value there especially when it comes to growth, especially in such a young industry like blockchain, where you do have to have more of an advanced understanding of how it works to be able to be successful and to build successfully on it. So you're like kind of opening the door to a maybe higher concentration of technically able people who are um, going to be valued contributors to it. So it's, it's tricky, right? Like, especially because um, I mean, at least the way my, my co-founder described it is that um, security in Web 2 was security through obscurity and security in Web 3 is security through transparency. Um, but at the same time, like that kind of comes with risks, especially things like PII and, you know, data I might want private and um, not like out in the open and things like that. So, you know, I think it's I think it's absolutely an interesting use case. And I think it's going to be interesting if someone tries to, you know, surface everything available on console and then like kind of solve for the security layer. Yeah, I, I think going into your idea of security through transparency, one thing that I've been preaching a bit um, is just uh, make make crypto cryptography again, because I think by thinking of crypto not as cryptocurrency, but as crypto cryptographic hashes, like the ability to share a public key and verify you own that data, you own that identity. It's a way that you can publicly share. I mean, that's how Bitcoin, Ethereum, that's how these are built, right? It's all done in public, but there is an element of cryptography. I think, I think getting back to that root and incorporating that allows us to, um, that, that in combination with certain open source, I, I think there are opportunities. The more eyeballs you have on something, um, the more you trust it because you don't, the obscurity of Web2 just has led to a ridiculous amount. I mean, if you give your 
email to LinkedIn, you're basically just just putting it on the internet for everyone to see. Like there's like really little privacy in web two with the amount of data breaches and mismanagement of data. And I guess it just begs the question to me, well, maybe they shouldn't have been collecting that much data in the first place, you know? But it also brings us back to the merits of um, decentralized user management. Tell me more. Oh, you mean like verifying on the ID on the blockchain? Yeah, where like, um, you know, I, there isn't a, a quick route to just, you know, break in and get every single, um, you know, Google users data and like log into everything that people are using that as, um, you know, single sign on for, right? Like if it has to do with my, um, it has to do with my seed phrase, then, then I have to break into every single individual user's um, wallet in order to be able to steal their content ultimately. Yeah, something that we we did today actually as an exercise, we're going to publish this, is um, I went through the database and made a blog post about all the data we collect, like just every single thing that we could collect. And we're going to share that because I think that that kind of transparency, also, and then once it's open source, you could verify it for yourself. Um, but I think that that, I want to believe that that could help build trust because um, we're collect, and then it also challenges us to like question how can we collect less data on people? Because yeah, the less data that you have, the less risk there is to com- be compromised and to compromise critical data. So we don't have think, secret private keys and everything. But yeah, what do you what do you think about that? I think something behind it that's even more interesting is the number of regulatory laws there are that um, have guidance of how if you're collecting data, you need to be able to return it, right? Like, yeah, um, yeah, like GDD, sorry, like GDP, GDP, GDPR, yeah, GDPR. God, I don't know why I couldn't hit that one. And then, like, I forget what California's is, but like when those were announced as um, coming into law, I was working at a um, HR artificial intelligence company, and like it dumped our whole roadmap out, like on the floor, and was like, "All right, everybody's on GDPR um, because of just how much data." Um, companies typically collecting you, especially in like that particular setting and having to call it back. But oh, like yeah. in in the blockchain setting with something like decentralized user management, it was never theirs to begin with. You don't even have to really consider yeah. that if you're collecting things in this way, which is really fascinating. It's saying the countries that are most in favor of your privacy don't have those same concerns with this technology that they did in Web2. Yeah, I, I fully agree. Yeah. Um... That was a weird week uh, for anybody working in tech. I think it was like May 25th or something. I remember the day, it's like 2018, and GDPR got launched. And then I think every single tech company spent the next week emailing everyone saying, hey, we have like all this data on you. Can we keep it? <laughs> and then pop-ups started popping up to say, hey, we have all this data on you. Can we keep it? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so I think I think the question is, rebuilding these apps from the ground up in a fundamentally different way that, um, yeah, I mean, whether through lack of uh, less data or cryptography or, you know, the blockchain, like I think using these tools in a way to like, it should make it more innovative for companies to be created as well, because if you don't have to worry as much about some of these laws, I think it gives you more room to innovate and create things that are useful for users without having to use these as a crutch. So that's optimistic. I think that's partially what you're saying, Emily. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Just kind of re-understanding that, you know, we want to encourage people to own, own their own shit. Because like ultimately there is bad things that can happen as a result of it and they maybe are unintentional, right? Like what's that saying? Something like the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Like, oopsies, slipped and lost all your data. My bad. Like yeah. it's not a good scenario. The road to hell is popped uh, is paved with JavaScript pop-ups every time you go to a website for cookies. <laughs> Trust me. I've been there. It's painful. GDPR. Um Let's check. Let's grab one or two more questions and then wind down. I always try to keep it to the hour max. Um, so, uh, Kutz uh, joined us a little bit late. Um, what's your question? Welcome, Kutz. Thanks. Now, I've been I've been listening in. Uh, great conversation and great commentary. I, I wanted to to speak to 
um, a book I'm reading actually uh, by Matt Ridley called How Innovation Works. And it talks about Ooh. the relationship between invention and innovation. And it, it's an amazing read. Like he's traditionally a biologist, but he's, he's written a couple books. Um, and there's a chapter, like the first chapter, he talks about energy and sort of like, okay, you have electricity that gets invented, but it's not until, and that's the, that's the invention, right? And, and if we think of um, cryptography as the invention, the innovation is all the pragmatic use cases that come from that. And that comes largely through experimentation. And so as you kind of maybe go through like UX, UI issues and what you give up or sacrifice, I think we all have to be like very experimental uh, and also then iterate fast enough to respond and back to like user feedback. And, and I think where Discord and a lot of other platforms have failed is there doesn't seem to be a lot of experimenting, experimentation or iterations. It's just like the same clunky terrible experience um it sounds like you're being very thoughtful and intentional with how you're rolling out console uh but I definitely recommend the book for anyone in the space or anyone building amazing thanks guys i always welcome a book recommendation on the console ama i think uh the myself dave and julia are avid readers so um would love to uh chat books anytime um i've read um yeah i've read the matt ridley book i i love that book um so plus one to that i think that's on point um another great book of his that i love is called the rational optimist um which as you can <laughs> tell from the title um i think it's it's about yeah the the optimism of like i think pushing innovation to the limit and um I think in the case of console, I guess what I try to take from the rational optimist and in the book that you're referencing as well, um, I think I just imagine in the next year or two, there's going to be some amazing discoveries that we can't even imagine um, coming up in Web3. And I think by building on principles and like having these AMAs and learning with everybody and iterating fast, I just think that those are going to be like there's opportunities I'm optimistic about that I don't even know about yet. And I'm just optimistic to keep learning. Like I think soulbound tokens, for example, have so much, you know, potential. And that idea was like kind of just like a year ago, maybe it was like an idea. And now it's like slow, you know, and there's so many things like that. I think people people in here building, you know, whether it's shadow tokens or the future of, you know, IPFS or different protocols. Um, and there's so much lens, Sparcaster, Nostra. Um, so yeah, to me, uh, Matt Ridley is an amazing author. And I, I think about, I think about those two books a lot. So, oh my God, thank you so much. Um, always love book recommendations. Thanks guts. Sure thing. And I, I've been asked in the DMs to repeat the book. It's how innovation works. And the other one is the rational optimist. So um, yeah, the rational optimist is on my, uh, queued up nightstand next, but really enjoying how innovation works. Oh, amazing. Um, if you come to future AMAs, feel free to share. Um, if you read more and you have extra thoughts, um, you could be our, our book representative. I would love to hear more from you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Will do. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks, Kitz. Um, let's do one or two more and then wrap it up. Evan, did you have a, did you have something else you wanted to add? Thanks for being so patient. Yeah, so going back to what you were talking about earlier with like the trade-offs and like what you're trying to decide on like how to roll out the product roadmap and whatnot. My so I so I come back come from like a social media background. I've been growing social media accounts for like six plus years. I've been early on multiple platforms like TikTok. So like I don't necessarily understand blockchains as well as some of you guys do, like Emily. And I don't want to, so I don't want to like speak out my ass in that. But from the social side of it, from the like branding of the protocol, I think it's very important to just have a basic functional chat community feature, you know, like the basic, like whatever is the most core basic function that you guys decide that Discord is, make that working. And then from there, it's like, what's that unique thing? So when Instagram blew up, it blew up because they had these filters and you could share pictures. And that was so unique for the time. Snapchat blew up because the pictures, you know, like got deleted instantaneously and it was much more forthcoming into your social life. It had a more authentic feel. TikTok, they really killed the algorithm. So like whatever your thing is, I think that's a really important thing from a user standpoint. You know, obviously decentralization is like insanely important, but users tend not to care. So I think for you guys having things like leveraging composability and having things like bring your own algorithm, I think these types of things are like what is going to really bring you guys to the next level. Things where that it's not even possible to do in Web 2 and then you can really show it off in Web 3. 
Hell yeah, dude. I think that's amazing. And I can't wait to, I think what I'm hearing from you and from the rest of the crowd is like, yeah, I think, um, yeah, sharing the desktop app in the next few weeks is going to be the right move, um, getting people on it. And then from there, it's a cool opportunity. I think you guys get, you know, I think we've done the hard work of building on a lot of these principles of decentralization and open source and all this stuff. Um, And hopefully from there, the fun starts where we get to kind of co-create and say, hey, what if it, you know, what, you know, we have a lot of ideas and, and a vision, but what if we all add to it? What if we try this? You know, we can run those experiments and and um and see and see, yeah, what's what's what feels good. You know what I mean? That's this week's. It's I think of it as like an experiment. So um, I think it'd be really exciting. So awesome. That's awesome. That's all coming. Really, really exciting. Um, the next month is going to be really exciting. Um, let's let's finish off with Kuro. Um, I think you had one more question, and then we're going to end it. You're the last speaker today. Hey, uh, so. I, I really like the sovereignty of people's like personal data. I don't as a project founder, I don't want to have to deal with that. I want to opt out completely out of tracking people's personal user data because it doesn't serve anything I'm doing, right? But I do want some like community metrics because I am raising and I do have to prove that there's some interactions, but I'm not really trying to track like people's ages or anything like that. So um in terms of console, I don't. There's no track. I, I can just opt out of all like user tracking, right? Yeah, I mean there there isn't any user tracking, so you would just collect. Um, the community would be a list of public wallet addresses or .eth names or .btc names, whatever you know, just .lens, um, and then it's just public collection, and that's just viewable to the other people in the community. Um, We'll add an option for you to add your email address as well. It'll be mostly for notifications or if there's like a newsletter that wants to go out, but it'll be optional. Um, and that will all be available to the community. You could think of it as like kind of like Substack for chat, I guess. You know, if you want to airdrop or you want to send a newsletter or an update, you'll have that access. But the community is really what gets to decide. And so none of that is like, we're not ideally, we don't like own that. You do. You know, that that's, we're still designing this, but that's the idea. Okay, awesome. Sure. Thank you. Yeah, no, thanks. You guys bring amazing questions. Um, wow, so humbled to have such a great group, really. Um, I feel like the quality of conversation has just been amazing today, um, as, as it has been the past few weeks. Um, so just super, super grateful. Um, just want to thank uh, Titus, Evan, uh, Emily, thanks for coming. You're welcome to join anytime. Um, really appreciate you you stepping on stage. Um, Kuro, Kutz, um, and all the listeners, um, Dre, Sadef, um, Joe, got Brett in the crowd. Brett, say hi next time. We'd love to hear from you. Um, we got, oh, wow, a bunch of bunch of people, Nick, Nikki, Victoria. Yeah, wow. What a great group today. So thank you all. Um, hopefully the audio will record this week and we'll be able to share that um, on Twitter. And um, yeah, come any monday every monday at the same time we'll be chatting um occasionally we'll have guest speakers and and people popping in um so look forward to that and uh with that said um thanks again to julia and dave um who really help make this happen every week uh it's it's uh just super fun to bring it all together and carve some time out to chat with y'all and uh thank you all so much really 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 appreciate it all right have a great weekend all right, have a great weekend. Where am I? Have a great week. Weekend's over, Chris. Okay. Have a great week, everybody. <laughs> All right, bye. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was the Console AMA, recorded on Monday, February 6th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. If you want to keep listening, head on over to terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support, man. When we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt. No one ever guessed that the game would be tough. Keep it hands off when the play is a bust. Plain old and just, so we keep it on the one. Blast off on the two. Help me see the three. Third eye open wide, checking out the scene. Laser beam focused, starscream jokers. Living off the fat of the people they approach. Tell me what happens when the land fights back. With the cliffs at our backs, make the last stand matter. No one ever planned for the famine on deck. We was walking all erect with the dead man swagger. Sitting in a little den, envision in the middle men. Listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble billion.
about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next b-b-b-billion Vision in the middle, men listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty, then talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian, lost in the maze, trying to make the next. No one gave a shit till the drugs all dried up. Everybody died from a bad batch of Lysol, but it didn't matter. We was all hyped up when the pedal lit the metal. He just didn't have the right skill. Watched in the daytime till the night curfew. Rats in a cage till they make time to murk you. Got a little job that falls under my purview. We gotta get this mob away from the birds. Gotta find cover, wipe off the bird poop Ride off the work while you try on the worst juice Blinded by perps who try to reverse truth Slide like Fox News just trying to lie to you Eating up the slop like a bunch of hungry vagrants I can't wait for the day they lock us up in stasis Mock up a basement could call me resilient Waiting for the internet to make me a b-b-b-billion In the middle men listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Channel Spaces